We honor you today for you're so glorious, you're so worthy, you're so mighty, Father, everything that we say and do, Father, we desire that it glorifies and magnifies and honors you, Father, for you're so worthy to be praised, so worthy to be glorified, so worthy to be magnified and honored in all that's said and done, Father. We thank you this morning that you're greater than any mountain, greater than any valley, greater than any opposition, Father, and we thank you that every person that's here today, Father, if they're facing many opposition, trials, afflictions, whatever it may be. We thank you, Father, they're going to get their eyes turned on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the Word of God says. The author and finisher of our faith, knowing the work you've begun inside of us, you're well able to bring to fruition and completion, but we must trust you. We must turn to you. We must depend on you to do in and through us what we could never do in and of ourselves. Father, we love you today. You are all in all in everything. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you're doing, but we thank you what you're continuing to do, the work that you're doing in our heart and lives today as we continue not only to trust you, but to be yielded vessels. Lives surrendered unto you. Here we are, Father. Use us this morning. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Move as you see fit, Father. We just can't tell you enough, often enough, we love you. We just honor you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for leading and guiding us this day. Oh, and as we trust you, Father, it's not just a little saying. It is a faith confession, but it's truth. Confession brings possession, and faith makes the promises of God a reality. So it's true when we say our best days are yet ahead of us, as we trust you together. And for some, that may be a stretch when it's said, but it's only a stretch for us and our side. It's not a stretch for the ability of God, because you're able. You're able to do just as you promised. We love you and praise you and glorify you this morning, Father. You're so good and your mercy endures forever. Lead God and direct all the sudden done the rest of this service. Be the edification of the body, the edification of you. And we just thank you. Lives will be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be seated at this time. God is with us. Thank God for the word and the Holy Ghost. No things a little bit different today, but are you blessed? Are you highly favored? Do you have the wisdom of God? Yes. Thank God. God is with us. And no, I'm not, I'm doing just what I said. I'm not teaching or preaching, but I'd planned on mentioning a few things to you. This service today, and it, it may mean more to me than the others just because of the vision. I don't mean it don't mean anything to you, but it's very, very important to me. And, and if you have your Bible, and I'm going to have Dustin come in just a minute. This is, again, part of the service. I'm not taking up his time by any means. I only ask him to prepare for a certain amount of time. And one of the things I respect about Dustin anyways, I'm not going to try to put him in a position. I'm not going to tell him to prepare for 15 or 20 minutes and then ask him to preach for an hour. But I, I, one of the things I respect about Dustin and that could be learned from people that's much older than him in the faith is say what God lays on your heart to say and then be done. And that's what he does. What he'll share with you in just a few minutes is exactly what God's pressed upon his spirit. And when he gets done, as, as I was talking to him about the time, he said, you know, Pastor Jason, I'm just going to share what I got anyways. And when I'm done, whatever time it is, that's what we get done. Amen. Some people tried to add to it and some people will cut it short. Dustin will say exactly what God's laid upon his heart. Amen. I want to say just a couple things to you here as I introduce Dustin. He is a part of it. But of course, there's many parts of the vision God's entrusted us with. You can turn to Ephesians 4. Did I tell you that? I didn't. Ephesians 4 verse 12. 
excuse me, Ephesians 4 verse 8. The word of God tells us in Proverbs 29, 18, where there is no vision, the people perish. And the vision is something you can look at, behold, or see. In Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2, 2 and 3, not 1 and 2, 2 and 3, you can just write these down. I'm not going to try to teach you. I'm making no effort to do that this morning. I'm not, this is not a filler. This is what God impressed upon my spirit. Habakkuk 2, verse 2, we could say, just to, the Lord answered, he said, talk, talking to Habakkuk, he answered, and he said, write the vision, make it plain. Remember, we got to have a vision. Make it plain upon the table so he may run that readeth it. We got to know the vision or we can't run with the vision, right? And we know the vision of this church, Resurrection Life Church. The question, why are we here? God said in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10, he sent us there. And he said through the word and the spirit together, he was going to raise up a what? Verse 10, a great and mighty exceeding army. And an army in the Hebrew by definition is a force. Whether of men, means, or resources. Brother Bill was talking about it a while ago. There's a lost and dying world all around us. People are broken. People are addicted. People are lost. They've got all sorts of needs, hurts, and wants. They need to be ministered to. God is looking for willing vessels. That is absolutely imperative and important. But he must have equipped and anointed vessels, right? We have to be equipped and ready to go. He's raising up a great army. In Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 8, it says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Those gifts are in verse 11. It says, He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers. That, that's the gifts are listed there. The fivefold ministry gifts or offices, pastors, evangelists, prophets, teachers and apostles and the purpose of those gifts I'm a pastor the purpose of those gifts is in verse 12 for the perfecting of the saints the work of the ministry the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of God unto a perfect man under the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ and we know that perfecting and that word perfect what does it mean it doesn't mean without fault as much as it means maturing. There's been different times we've had different things and we wrote off and me and Laura Lee was talking about what took place in the service and I was talking about how satisfied I was, different ones that were used and, and I made this statement. It came from the Lord. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for progression and we have people that are growing in the church in their offices and callings. Nelson says this about 12 and 13 of Ephesians 4. There's three stages of growth presented here. The gifted leaders are responsible for the equipping of the saints. That's the first thing. So I'm a pastor, and part of my responsibility is to preach and teach and feed you with knowledge and understanding. What's another major part of it? Is to make sure that you're equipped, Right? I know teaching and preaching is part of that. Number two, the well-equipped saints do the work of the ministry. And then three, the result is the body of Christ is built up. And of course, the final goal is maturity, truth, and love. I was raised in a church, word, and spirit. Last scripture I'm giving you this morning, you can look at 1 Peter 4, verse 10. We're going to teach and preach along these things starting the first of the year. Like I said, this service is very important to me today simply because it's right along with what God has impressed upon my spirit for the direction of the church. My dad was the pastor and spiritual leader in the church I was raised in. He was a mighty man of God. 
mighty man of faith and flowed with the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, today marks 18 years that he graduated and went to heaven. At 4.42 this evening, uh, 18 years ago, he left here. And we took over as pastors at that time. But, but the reality of it is, is, is one of the things that was said about the church, and it's, I'm not criticizing anybody, I, just, I can see where it came from. A lot of times people just grumble and gripe, but, but sometimes there's truth in things, was that Pastor Danny was anointed and he preached and was led by the Spirit of God and, and, and ministered the Word of God, and he was a great and mighty man of God, but other people, they didn't seem to, there was not a, many ministers produced in the church, you could say, or others trained up to go out. And of course, I would always say to myself, I never argued with anybody, but I'd say to myself, well, you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense because I'm a pastor and, and, and I was trained here. And, and I think I mentioned this a week or two ago. The Lord spoke to me when I said that and he said, yeah, but your daddy had to die for you to get an opportunity. And, and he let me know at that time and we're moving into this. I'm gonna do a vision Sunday in January. We're moving into this now, you've been seeing some of this already, but one of my responsibilities is 1 Peter 4, verse 10. It's everybody's, but it's mine as well. Is every man hath received the gift. Did you know every one of you is gifted? By the, the latter part says the manifold grace of God, you're gifted in grace differently, every one of you. Has received the gift, even some minister the same one to another as good stewards. As good stewards, every man is gifted by God. Every woman is gifted by God, right? In order for the gifts to be benefited from, the gifts have to be stewarded. They have to be cultivated. They have to be managed. And they have to be developed. You've seen that taking place in this church. We're gonna grow. The church grows, you understand, as the church grows. Does that make sense to you? Because you're the church. It's like this morning. It wasn't, you, you, Dustin, I'm fixing to have him come here in about two minutes. But, but as much as I love him and, as, and am for him, the way I do the things that I do is I pray and say, Lord, what would you have me to do? I don't sit around and try to come up with ideas. He's fixing to come speak to you at the direction of God, the Holy Ghost. And I believe that he's prepared. And I believe that he's prayed and sought God's face. Might have been in his truck, might have been at his desk, might have even been in a deer stand knowing Dustin. And probably knowing Dustin, it was all three or four, so... So we're gonna be seeing more than ever before in the church different people utilized because the whole church needs to grow. I thank God I'm growing and developing, but we're all growing and developing. Yeah. And some will be trained inside here and we'll stay here and we'll all grow together. Some will be trained here and equipped and we'll go out. In a sense, we all go out, but you know what I mean. Go out and start other ministries or evangelize. Be evangelist. But either way, we're growing up together and we're gonna obey God and now things are gonna multiply and spread. We're already at the best place we've already been in, but our best is yet ahead of us. So what I wanna do now is we wanna have one of our gifts come and be utilized. Amen. Brother Dustin Quick is gonna come and share with you what's on his heart. And we love you and appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, sir. Thank you. My own Alex. Good. Make sure they hear me. Make sure to hear me. Um, thank you, Pastor Jason. Uh, and I got to say how this all came about with me uh, speaking here at this graduation. I really had no plans to. Uh, Wednesday morning, God dealt with me about speaking here, and he said, you know, to have a, a speaker at every graduation. And I was, he said, well, it's going to be you this year. And I was like, okay, I don't really want to, but I will obey you. Uh, you have to obey God to grow. Yeah. And to grow, you have to 
you have to have another quality that I'm going to go over. Um, I'm telling you, it wasn't an hour after God dealt with me. I'm convinced that Pastor Jason can hear the Spirit of God, and I'm convinced God's going to tell him everything anyway. So <laughs> you might as well just roll with it. But it wasn't an hour after God dealt with me Wednesday morning. Pastor Jason texted me about speaking this morning, so here I am. Um, at the instruction of the Lord and Pastor Jason, I want to encourage y'all this morning to be faithful. To grow, you have to be faithful as well. Uh, what is faithfulness? You know, you hear that word faithfulness, you may think about marriage, you may think about your family, your job, or what have you. Uh, but what is faithfulness? The Webster's 1828 Dictionary, this is a really good dictionary. I need dictionaries because I'm not a big word person. But the Webster's 1828 Dictionary says, Faithfulness is a firm adherence to allegiance and duty, or a strict adherence to the duties of a station. You know you have a station in the body of Christ. You have a battle station in the army of God. And you've got to be faithful to do that. Uh, the Hebrew definition of faithfulness is stick to it or stick with it. Stick to it, man. I like that. How often do people miss out because they didn't stick with it? They were not faithful. You know, the light could have been about to show up, so to speak, at the end of the tunnel, but they didn't stick with it. They weren't faithful. Stick with it, man. Faithfulness is a fruit of the Spirit. It's Galatians 5. We're going to look at this. Galatians 5, look at verse 19 through 25. In verse 19 it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, self-ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, rivalries, and of the like, which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. This is the fruit of the Spirit. This is what you want to look to. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. You know, there was a time you could ask me, how do I walk in the Spirit? So I have no idea. <laughs> Sounds good, but I have no idea. But, you know, it's really simple. God makes this thing simple. We really complicated ourselves. We walk in the Spirit by just obeying the Word of God. Spending time in fellowship with God. You know, it's His, it's His desire to fellowship with us. Uh, pa uh, Pastor, Mr. Charles, or Uncle Charles, if y'all don't know who I'm talking about. Uh, he said it's taken up the offering one time. He said, you know, most people will tithe their money, but they won't tithe their time. And that time that you spend with God is what is going to change your life. And you know, it takes faithfulness to get up. And Brother Bill said it earlier. It takes faithfulness to get up and to study, to get in the Word of God and to get into prayer. But you know, it's His desire to fellowship with us. Ephesians 5.1 says, be imitators of God. This is where it gets, as Pastor Jason would say, dynamic. This gets <laughs> dynamic, man. Be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God. 
Now think about that, man. Be imitators of God. Not like Lucifer was going to take God's place and be like the Most High, but be imitators of God. As a daughter imitates her mother or as a son imitates his father, be imitators of God. Is God faithful? 2 Timothy 2.13 This is an awesome scripture. Is God faithful? Second Timothy 2.13 says, If we are faithless, He remains faithful. He cannot deny Himself. God is faithful. 1 Peter 1.16 says, Be holy, for I am holy. You know, you're going to have a hard time being holy if you are not faithful. And there are benefits to being faithful, man. These are just seven benefits. Uh... I'm going to read this to you. I might as well read the whole thing to you. God preserves, protects, and guards his faithful. And Psalms 31, 23 says, Love the Lord, all his saints. The Lord preserves the faithful, but the proud he pays back in full. Psalms 97, 10 says, Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. And Proverbs 2.8 says, For he guards the course of those of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. God promises his faithful. And Psalms 145.13 says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures forever through all generations. The Lord is faithful to his promises and loving towards all he has made. You know, the promises of God are not for the unfaithful. The promises of God are for the faithful. God blesses his faithful. Proverbs 28, 20 says, A faithful man will be richly blessed, but one eager to get rich will not go unpunished. God strengthens his faithful. This is enough to chew on for a while. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 says, But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen and protect you from the evil one. And lastly, and this is just a few now, lastly, God guides his faithful. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says, And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out. Amen. He guides His faithful. You know, and I want to say this to those of you that serve in church or serve in the ministry in any capacity because it's, really it's really where it all started with me. Uh, it's really where the seed got, got watered for me. Um, I remember, I can say back in the early days, at the candy store over there. I've, I've been there since day one, man. I've been faithful. <laughs> but back in the early days, I was given the opportunity to, to, uh, to be an usher or to just help take up the offering, not speak or anything, but just help take up the offering. And, you know, it gave me a place, man. It gave me a place to be faithful. And I say to all of you that, that serve or are looking to serve, be faithful. Show up and show out for God. I haven't always been this way. Back uh, in the early days, I was not like this way. It would have took a log chain to pull me up here on this stage. I can guarantee you that. Uh, but you know what? I, I remember sitting under Pastor Jason, and I went to church you know, when I was younger. I, I went to a Baptist church, and I'm not saying anything bad about the Baptist at all. My God, ain't nobody going to heaven without the Baptist. If, if you Baptist, ain't nobody going to heaven but the Baptist. But I knew, 
I knew God loved me. You know, that's all I really knew. I knew God loved me. <clears throat> I, I knew He was for me. I knew that John 3.16 was for me. But after sitting under Pastor Jason and, and hearing all this, hear this faith, this healing, victory, this peace, joy. It's like, man, that's in the Bible. <laughs> I didn't even know that was in the Bible, man. Nobody ever told me that was in the Bible. But after, after sitting under and, and, and being a part of this ministry, you know, Jesus said in John 12, 32, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. I can stand here before you this morning and say, I am one of those that have been drawn unto him because the word was lifted up to me. Christ the Word. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He was lifted up to me and it drawn me to Him, man. It was like a magnet. And I, I, the more I get, the more I want to get. <clears throat> you know, there's a, there's a cost to being faithful. Not everyone will like you because you're so faithful. Most of the times it comes through people. Your opposition that you will face will come through people because people will see that you will pay a price that they will not pay. Or you will sacrifice what they will not sacrifice. And they just will not like you for it. But I, I say who cares because First uh, Peter, look at First Peter. Excuse me, Second Peter. Second Peter chapter 4 verse 14 says, If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part he is glorified. I am out to glorify God in my life. You know, Billy Graham, they, they asked Billy Graham a question that had to be later on in his life. They said, what would you like to be remembered as? Or how would you like to be remembered? He said, I'd like to be remembered as somebody that was faithful to God, was faithful to my call, did it with integrity and with love. You know, I second that, man. And I ain't got two more scriptures for y'all. Hebrews 11 Verse 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please Him. You know, faith and faithfulness a lot of times have the same definition. Without faith, it, without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. If you have not been diligently seeking God, I encourage you, diligently seek Him, faithfully seek Him. You will never regret it. In Matthew 25, 21, the last scripture, Matthew 25, 21 says, As the Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You recognize that as a fruit of the Spirit also, the joy of the Lord. Appreciate the opportunity. Uh, Pastor Jason comes. Thank you. Amen. God is good. I told you Dustin would share exactly what was upon his heart, and he did great. Amen. Yeah. God is with us. Just be faithful. He rewards those that diligently seek him. Where we'll be starting next year, but we're going to have service this coming Wednesday, so y'all come back. But but about the vision of the church, it's where he dropped off there. 
not dropped off but finished in Matthew 25. That's the passage of the talents that the Lord gave me about what we're going to be doing this coming year. Our focus is going to be stewarding the gifts. And I actually have it wrote in my Bible. He used a, a, a quote by Billy Graham and another quote that just stuck with me. I think I said it one time from the pulpit from Billy Graham. It stuck with me so much that I wrote it in my Bible. Billy Graham made this statement as well. He said, I never did any great big thing for God. I just did something for God every day. That's what he said. He's just faithful. A lot of people get caught up in all the big stuff. And there's others, but Dustin is one, is an example. He didn't just share a message of faithfulness. He's faithful, you know. And he's, he's always there. Faithfulness is more than just being there, but being there is part of it. But his heart's theirs too. So we appreciate you. Thank you for obeying God and encourage us this morning. We appreciate every one of you and, and all that you've done. I have shared what I had to share with you. Dustin shared what he had to share with you. Are you glad you came this morning? Man, I know y'all are excited because you even get to get out early. But I'm going to do exactly what I said as far as with, uh, with Dustin. I'm not going to add to it or try to cut it short or do anything either. So we're just going to obey the Lord. You guys stand to your feet because we'll give you an opportunity if you need prayer, every head bowed and every eye closed this morning, maybe you would be here and you say, well, I've heard all of these things. I heard what Brother Dustin said, but I don't know this Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. We don't ever want to give you, uh, we never want to have a service and not give you an opportunity for the very least to make Jesus Lord of your life. There's two places that you're going to leave, when, that you're going to go, one of two places when you leave this earth. There's only two families that you can be in. It's the family of God through placing your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ or the family of Satan. You can be in that family just by being born and doing nothing. You don't really have to make a decision because to not make one is to make one. Based on the family you're in, it's going to have eternal consequence. If you make Jesus Lord of your life and you're in the family of God, when you take your last breath, you'll be in heaven with them. But if you don't, there's only one other destination. And it's not to provoke fear or anything else. But trust me, Fear is a good thing if you're on the way to hell. You'd rather be in fear than be comfortable. But you don't have to be. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So that whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. We don't want to close any service out, even this one this morning, without giving you that opportunity. If today you are here and you want to make Jesus Lord of your life and you want us to pray with you to do so, before you leave this church today, we want you to slip your hand up boldly without hesitation. We'll do nothing but give you an opportunity to come down and pray a simple prayer from your heart, confessing with your mouth. Because what did he say? He said, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved, right? Whoever calls upon his name, he'll be saved. God's not made it hard. He's made it easy to enter into the family of God. Then it's up to us how much we grow, but it's easy to enter into God's family. I didn't see any hands. Y'all see any hands? Y'all good? Anybody got any special need or prayer requests you want us to pray with you before we leave? You can come down now. The altar's open. God is with us. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. God is good. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, and praise your holy and mighty name.
you look for somebody to intercede or hedge or stand in the gap, we thank you, Father, Papa.